Good evening. We call the meeting of the Liberty County Board of Commissioners to order. Mr. Brown has the meeting made properly advertised. Yes, sir, it has. Here's the evidence thereof. This time we're going to ask uh, Bishop Benton to come and lead us in our prayer and pledge of allegiance. And while you're there, sir, I know you might want to make mention of the Christmas event that you have coming up. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, good evening, board, and good evening, chairman. We certainly do appreciate this opportunity um, to be here. Uh, we are preparing for a Christmas gala, United <coughs> Ministerial Alliance, and uh, we're certainly inviting each one of you to it. It will be Saturday at, uh, let me make sure I get it right, at the 6 o'clock hour at uh, 406C South Main Street here. Um, it is near, it is the building in which our church is located, but there's an event center that we have there. And that is certainly designed so that we might all have a festive occasion as we get ready to close out this year. So I want to extend that invitation to each one of our board members. <coughs> Stand now for invocation and our pledge. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we want to take a moment first of all and appreciate you for who you are. I want to thank you for your goodness, <coughs> for your mercy, and for your grace towards us. I want to pray for us individually and collectively as a county that you would bless not only this meeting, Father, but the citizens thereof. And for this, Father, we thank you in advance for what you're getting ready to do. Thank you for this year that we're about to bring to a close, how you've kept us, you sustained us, and blessed us even to this moment. And so, Father, we give you thanks and we ask these blessings now in Jesus' name. Amen. Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. We do know we, uh, we constantly hear of uh, losing some community members. We know that uh, Commissioner Thrift is out because she lost her husband, John, who was my well, me, Gary, and Eddie's schoolmate. Well, Ed, uh, Gary's classmate. Yeah, John. Yeah. yeah so mm -hmm. you know what? Let me just yield. I know you're going to mention Mrs. Miller. Do Miss Miller and, and John, if you will, please. Yes, I would. Uh, thanks, Mr. Chairman. <coughs> yes, uh, John and I graduated um, high school together, uh, Bradwell, 1974. And I, I was talking to some of the classmates. We have this this group, and we remember John um, at our 30-year reunion. We hadn't had a reunion um, in a few years, and John came and he served as the, um, he gave the welcome, and you know that's what everybody was talking about. And I, I would see John around town from time to time, but uh, hadn't seen him in a while, so I didn't even know he was sick. And sometime in the back before we come out here, I'll uh, catch Connie and I say, "How my old classmate doing?" And she'll say, "You know, he's you know we're retiring. They both retired. They closed the shop, but." Um, John was a great guy, and you know we're sure going to miss him. Um, the class of '74, um, you know, pay respects. Uh, I went to the wake. I wasn't able to make the funeral, but some of the other classmates uh, showed up, and um, you know we're just going to miss him. So just wanted to um, I talk to Connie a little bit through text, and I saw her um, the night of the viewing, and um, you know we just um, pray let the Lord continue to bless her and comfort her on the loss of her husband. And um, from my old neighborhood, my old Rebecca Street neighborhood, uh, where I grew up, uh, Miss Edna Mae Miller, um, local businesswoman, she had a lot of rental property, her and her husband, Mr. Joseph Miller, 
and she uh, was a proprietor after her husband passed of a Miller funeral home right there on Main Street. She passed on Sunday. She was she was 96. Um, I remember her and my aunt Ernestine. You know they were both, you know, little petite women, and they were like a year apart. So my aunt Steen is um, 95 now. Miss Miller was a year old at 96, and the last I saw Miss Miller um, was at my aunt's um, 95th birthday party. She came. She was in the assisted living home in um, in Jessup. And she came in, you know, still in a sound mind. She recognized everybody. She um, I was always um, like a son to her. You know, a son. She she never she she had one daughter, but she said I was like a son. She used to always tell my mom and dad if if you don't want him, I'll sure take him. You know, so that that was. Um, but in every, in every year, she would um, track me down, and didn't matter where I was. If she'll come by the office, and she always get, gave me a ham. Every, every year for Christmas, I mean, for as long as I can remember. But uh, but we're going to miss her, and, um, you know, we just pray that she's found uh, rest beyond the river, and we just pray that uh, the Lord comforts the family. Sure. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, sir. Commissioner Jones is also out. There's been a loss of his family. Commissioner Stevens, you want to make reference to that loss? <clears throat> yes, I would say that <clears throat> Brother Randy Baker, uh, the brother to our commissioner from the Forest District, Maxie Jones and Karen Jones and the other, Neil and the other members of the family. <clears throat> I worked with Randy for many years at Interstate Paper until he retired. Randy was the kind of person like this. He could go to work in the powerhouse over at what we call the, the wood. If I go over there and brush against something, when I come out, I was dirty. Randy could go to work with a pair of spit shine shoes on, starch pants in the morning time, and when he come out in the afternoon, he was the same way. But he got the job done. So that's what kind of person Randy was in life, and also in a spiritual way, he was the same person. Clean and made sure that he did what he could do for people in life. He will be well missed. I think the service is going to be Saturday, 1 o'clock at St. James in Freeman Grove. <clears throat> Thank you, sir. <laughs> Several of us attended the visitation, <clears throat> and I was able to attend the funeral day for Lenny Darden Jr., Judge, Judge Darden's dad. So we certainly hold that family up in prayer also with the loss of uh, Papa Darden. You may remember he used to uh, apply for those um, Funds to help save our children. Help save our children. In the years he would come and get those funds to help. He had a heart for at-risk youth, so we certainly honor his legacy today. Have I missed anybody? No. All right. Certainly we pray for, for everybody. My mom would say mankind everywhere. That's what mom says. Okay. All right. At this time, we're going to have a proclamation. Bring one for the chipper. Uh, Ms. Karen Bell and her teammate. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Chairman, before Ms. Bell, um, I want to ask a question. Is, um, is there a contest for who bring the most trees? I know the city and the county are always competing. Uh, <laughs> this, this, this is not that. You don't get a trophy for this, do you? No, sir. But okay. we do require everyone's help, especially from ESG and the Liberty County um, Solid Waste and the Recycling Center. That's the only way we can get the trees okay. to the location. So, so we it, appreciate that. It'll still be at the same location, the, the drop-off point? Okay. Recycling transfer. I'll tell the guys. Okay. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. 
Good evening, everyone. Good evening. There's no trophy, no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll think of something. <laughs> well, you do get a free tree, um, seal it if you do recycle your tree, or um, bring any gently used shoes or clothing. So our bring one for the chipper will be on January the 6th at the Recycling Transfer Center. If you don't know where that is, that's right across from the new Jet Gas Station and <laughs> McDonald's. So now we got two reference points um, for that. It's important to recycle our trees for a couple reasons. One, we can make mulch out of it that we can use in playgrounds. And your, um, if you have a garden or your backyard, you can use it. So it can also go into our recreation areas. Plus, um, Fort Stewart used um, use them for lakes, and I believe <coughs> our uh, recreation use them also for lakes, for um, fish habitat, or to stop the erosion. So if you have a live tree, not a fake one, but a live tree, <coughs> we ask that you, after your celebration, um, either after New Year's or the day after Christmas, that you recycle them. They can put them to the curb of their house, and they will be uh, av if you're in Hinesville area, at the curve of your house, and they'd be picked up and brought there, or you can take them to any Liberty County uh, Recycling Center or Convenience Center, and they will be recycled. Or you can, oh, thank you, ma'am. Make sure they have no lights, no decoration on them at all. As pretty as they are, we cannot do anything with them. So And the base. Please take the base off. You can also bring it that day, January the 6th, <coughs> at the Recycling um, Center transfer point between 9 and 1 and pick up a free tree. You can go online right now and actually reserve your tree or two or three. We're um, giving away about 350 trees. So if any of the recreation um, department needs some or your city or any in your district, please let us know and we'll put some aside for you. This is a proclamation of Liberty County Board of Commissioners bring one for the chipper day, whereas recycling reduces the waste stream, thus saving tax dollars and improving our environment. And whereas Liberty County is committed to reducing the waste stream, thus helping the state of Georgia reach a per capita waste disposal reduction goal. And whereas the Keep Georgia Beautiful Foundation, the Home Depot, Davy Tree Expert Company, Georgia Forestry Commission, WXIA 11 Alive, Ferry Morse Company and Burphy Seed Company are sponsoring a 30, 33rd year of the Bring One for the Chipper Tree Recycling Program. And whereas this program promotes recycling of Christmas trees into usable mulch material and provides Liberty County residents an easy drop-off point site. Now, there be it resolved that I, Donald L. Lovett, Chairman of Liberty County, do hereby proclaim Saturday, January 6, 2024, as Bring One for the Chipper Day in Liberty County, duly entered in the minutes of Liberty County this fifth day of December, 2023. And I do want to mention the um, trees that we're giving away are donated. There are not funds that we have to spend on them, and that's always a blessing. Y'all will join us. Some money. You still got the money 
Rachel is not alone. <laughs> we should save tree. Christmas. Start caroling, maybe. Christmas starts singing. All right. <laughs> Appreciate the goodies, too. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed it. They never come without gifts. In fact, when, when Karen mentioned that the jet, just just uh, I, I was reminded at the ribbon cutting. Uh, what day was that? Very recently, uh, the the jet uh, store owner said that this jet, I think, out of fifty-two locations. The most food sales has been out of this one in Hinesville, Georgia. Wow. Yeah. yeah Brand I mean, new. The most food sales have been, this one has set the records already for the food sales. Yeah, I'm there People four times a week. <laughs> you can't keep the pieces on the shelf. <laughs> then they serve breakfast and, <laughs> Miss Lewis, they serve breakfast and lunch. Yeah, just, and lunch. Yeah. And lunch. Yeah. 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 But anyway, as long as I'm sure, they're doing very, very well already in Liberty, yeah. Georgia. Proud of that. Where's that? You told me? Right across from the old hospital. Oh, well, well, uh -huh. you told me. That's where you were talking about the other day at the parade. Mm-hmm. Jet store. Jet store. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Big things now. Yeah. Fuel replacing. Yeah. He said the fuel uh, could use a few more sales, but when it comes to food, we're number one. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what Larry Gold was putting up right there. Wawa. Wawa. He's in a Wawa. Yeah. He's in a Wawa. <coughs> our minutes for November will require our approval. Second. Motion and second. We approve the minutes for November. Any further discussion? November 7th and 16th. All in favor, show of hands, please. Minutes are approved. Thank you. All right. Finance, Ms. Samantha. Good evening, Mr. Chairman, Commissioners. Good evening. Um, I'm here this evening to report on the county's September 23 financial statements. If you excuse my scratchy voice, I've been a little under the weather. Mm -hmm. um, as of the end of September, we have collected approximately 9% of our budgeted revenues for the general fund. Um, we have spent approximately 21%. Uh, looking at the departmental expenditures for general fund, there are a few that are running slightly ahead of schedule. Uh, based on timing of vendor payments, um, things that are required to be paid at the beginning of the fiscal year. Uh, these departments include data processing, building maintenance, um, general administration, and superior court. A few other variances, um, Department 1110, the governing body, is showing over budget due to some travel expenditures um, incurred related to the, uh, the County Planning Commission. Um, however, this department is not expected to exceed budget for the year. Um, animal services is currently showing over budget due to some vehicle repairs um, that were required to be made uh, early in the fiscal year. This department is not to expected to exceed budget for the year. Um, additionally, the community services department is, is running a little ahead of schedule. Um, due to uh, having incurred some expenses for the employee wellness fair. Um, we are awaiting some grant funding um, that is expected to cover these expenses, um, and it will not run over budget for the year. 
turning the page to solid waste. Um, at the end of September, solid waste has a net income of approximately 570,000. Uh, we've collected 27% of total budget of revenues for the year and have spent only approximately 14.2%. Um, there are currently no departments in solid waste that are exceeding their individual budgets. Um, and if we turn the page, the same is true for the special revenue funds. Um, all of these funds are currently operating within their budget for the month of September. Um, moving on to the sales tax reports. Um, first is sales tax six. Although we're no longer collecting sales tax six funds, I have continued to include the report um, in your package just to show the the various projects that we do still have in progress. Um, our <coughs> revenue for sales tax seven for September was a little over a million dollars. Um, this exceeded our original expectation by about 130,000. And since PLOS seven began, we have collected a total of 5.3 million. For TSPLOS, for the month of September, we received 985,000. And um, collectively, for TSPLOS, we have collected 32.7 million of the total 54 million. And this concludes September's report. I'll be happy to answer any questions. Uh, <coughs> Mr. Chair. Yes, sir. Mr. Brown, <coughs> just got a question. I'm looking for it. This monies that we on sales I don't know if it's sales tax six or five. I know anyway. But for the road going to interstate paper, where is that sitting at? That's in the, in the T splash. In the was it T splash? T splash. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> so, are we going to have another sit down meeting with them to see what their thoughts are, anticipation? with the city of Riceboro and the county and industrial authority, like we did about, what, four years ago? You wanna, you wanna renew that conversation? Well, it, we need to renew it. If not, uh, then we need to look at that money doing something else with it, if they do not want to participate. I mean, but can we do that? I guess the question would be, um, if I may, Commissioner Stevens, <clears throat> Is there anything you could do less than the than the total repayment project that would help that road? And I but guess again, my engineer is not here. But yeah, that, that would be up to Trent. <clears throat> that's something we can talk about. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. But, but you're right. If the money's not going to be used, we can repurpose it, as, as they say. All right. All right. Thank you, Mr. Matha. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, I believe we also have another item on the agenda for mm -hmm. finance this evening. Um, and it's a request to um, for a resolution to borrow funding. Um, as you know, this is the county's leanest time of year while we await the property tax bills to be processed and mailed out. Um, so we would like to have your approval to take out a short-term loan if it comes to that. This is purely precautionary, um, and we may not need to borrow anything at all, but we just want to be um, better safe than sorry. Uh, Mr. Brown, if you, 
if he would be in full transparency. When he mentioned that to me, I kind of froze. <laughs> then he explained to me, kind of like Mr. Mathen, it's just a, a measure um, to have <clears throat> just in case. In case, yes. But his, I'm going to speak for you, sir, but his interpretation is that we think we'd be okay. Uh, but it's good to have this in place. It is, and because we don't control when those receipts are going to come in, normally those mortgage companies will be the first. Yeah. You know, I think the bills hopefully will go out before Christmas, according to the tax commissioner, and then the mortgage companies uh, are the higher remitter, obviously, and they try to get those in before <coughs> the end of the year. So we, we don't anticipate a difference there, but even if they're transmitted by the end of the year, we won't get that payout until after January from the tax commissioner, or until in January from the tax commissioners. Which was my next question, when he thought he'd get those bills in the mail. Had have that conversation with him. Have you? Had yes, sir. She has. I see. She, she, he's he's been meeting with the vendor and hoping to get them out before Christmas. Okay. Yes. Sir. Okay. All right. What do we have on the? This, we, we don't because we we don't know that we're going to have to do it. Um, but we've identified one that will be willing to do it. Um, what we would do is go ahead and get this in place, and it would depend on what prime is at the time of borrowing the money, whether we have to, you know, when we have to do it. What do we have left in? How many months of fund balance do we have? Um, currently, like, 2.5. Ooh. That is the other thing that's Ooh, yeah. a little bit of an issue this year. Is <coughs> fund balance has gotten down to the minimum that's required. And so I know we often refer to that as a rainy day fund, but that's exactly what you're seeing now is the reason you want to maintain in that fund balance because during your very lean time which you're in, you want to have enough to carry you three or four months if necessary to do that. So, okay. Sir, is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I don't, have we done this before? We have. Yeah. We have. It's we been have. about three years since three we did it last ago. time. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. And during that time, this it was precautionary. It was absolutely because I was about to say I, I don't. We, we did not actually have to go to the no. bank. Okay. Right. And the same applies now. We won't do it unless we have to. Absolutely, absolutely. that's correct. Right. But I mean, I don't know. Any more questions about the resolution? Well, are you accepting the yes, yes, yes. Right, but, oh, okay. Second. Now I feel there's some discussion to my right. Right, I, I, I have some. Okay, j just looking down at the bottom, uh, whenever we discuss some fund balance. So our fund balance, for this current fiscal year is 2.5. Our, our our previous fund balance from a year ago was 2.8. And I understand the differential in our in our budget from then to now. So are these numbers correct? If you understand yeah, what the question. So what, what I'm asking <laughs> is 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 the the 2.5 fund balance equivalent to our current budget? Like the 2.8 from previous year current, because because there, there's it, a difference in the numbers. 
and I think that answer is yes. Because she's, yes. she's identifying, right, she, recognizing the difference in the cost. Of course, it co it's costing more this year, obviously, than last year right. to do it. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we're looking at uh, a point three difference. So why didn't we do this last year, and what's so I think for us doing it this year. Yeah, the, the one reason I can see for this year's tax bills did go out earlier last yeah, year. Yeah, signing up the tax. They bills. went out at last of November last year. Yeah, they went out earlier. They went out yet this year. So we would have had we would have had those mortgage revenues yeah, coming in in December. Right. I asked the same question. Okay, I mean this this yeah. is the first time good question yeah. discussion yeah. about yeah. this, good, and good I'm question. just yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. Not not unusual. Uh, not necessarily happen every year as we see, but not unusual for counties. Uh, to have to do that, especially as they look at that, especially ones that are on the um, uh, July fiscal year, right? To do that, but majority of us are on that July, right? Um, eh, probably For the, the most majority. Part, from, a lot of them have moved from the county October, standpoint. January. Now yeah. the municipals, they yeah. they you know, yeah, they have their own drum and their own beat. But yeah. I know from us, the majority of counties are they still are you're right are on this. Okay. Sure. All right, I was just wondering. Because basically, we, we almost had the same amount of fund balance mm -hmm. from last year that we have this year. So bills the reason why we're doing this is because... Bills went out sooner. The bills went out sooner. Uh, yeah. But we're still looking like we shouldn't have to go this route. Right. Hopefully not. But also, I have the question. So if we do this resolution, that just gives you all the power to move forward regardless of, of no other say-so because... Right, with the interest rates and everything, correct? C correct, because if Giving we need it, we got to power to right now. Correct. To the, to the okay. chairman execute the I note. mean, that, that's what it is. That's Seriously. right. No, no, that's exactly right. Right. That's I mean, exactly right. I know there there is like. no time to come back and call a meeting and, no. you know, as those no, revenues No, because come once and go. we sign this resolution, it's, mm -hmm. it's that, saying that, that we're that's giving correct. the power. But, but certainly the county manager and the chair would inform the commission that we had to move in that direction. We would never do it. And, and, and that's that's not what I was questioning, but I, I appreciate knowing that. I, I have full yeah. confidence in Thank you, you all that you all wouldn't do that. It was just for clarification. <laughs> we don't want to go borrow money. Right. I mean, <laughs> uh, trust me. <laughs> no. I mean, that's, that's not what it is. No. Um, and while we're talking, um, I mean, I knew um, our tax commission has been out some. We, we, we celebrate the success that you of getting the bills out early. I hope we can go back to that again. No. Subsequent years to get those bills out earlier. Yeah. In fact, if I remember correctly, some people they were asking him when were the bills going to uh, be out so they could go ahead and take care of that prior to the end of the year. So I think we're going to be all right, sir. Okay. All right. All confidence in you. Thank you, you all. sir. All in favor of the pass the motion resolution. Show of hands, please. All right. All right motion passes. We will definitely keep you informed should this have to happen. Yeah, correct. I would have definitely. Thank you, ma'am. My agenda says Mr. Jeff Rickinson, but I don't see Jeff Rickinson. Yeah. See Ms. Lurie, how are you? Good. I have a little procedure today on my foot, and then I just got back, and Jeff runs around the corner, and he was like, you got to do this meeting. He said, Mayor Stacy needs me in Riceboro, so. <laughs> we do need to go into a public hearing. So move, Mr. Chair. Second. All in favor, show your hands, please. All right. Public hearing for the variance request? For all of them, it'll be a variance. All of them. I knew for the rezoning. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. 
After all these years, I'm still trying to learn. <laughs> and Chairman Lowe, before I get started on this, it does pertain to the variance request that we're about to listen to, but I'd like to give you something, or all of y'all something. Sure. Okay. We're going to that. Next time, remember, Mr. Mosley, we have to do that next time. <clears throat> we could pass the sound for you. Yeah, save it. Yeah. I, yeah. I would, I would, lo I would I'll love I'll to, to limit your steps. Right now. Thank you, sir. Okay, well, I can go ahead, go ahead and start. Um, the variance request 2023074, Liberty County, um, a request was submitted by Stanley and Sharon Kane to allow an accessory building in the front yard. The property is located at 1258 Fort Morris Road in the unincorporated <coughs> area of Liberty County and the map and parcel is 323-004. Um, this is just, of course, the publication and the zoning sign that we, or the variance sign we had to put out. Um, this is the vicinity <coughs> map. The, that's why I, I would like for y'all to look at the plot plan that I gave you because it's an odd shaped piece of property. It is a very, it's a triangle shape and her septic tank is in the back. Um, and when we get a little closer into the presentation, I'll show you sort of the reason why she had to put the building where she did. This is just the zoning map. All the property in this area is A1. Um, and Ms. Kane, this is the narrative from her. We're requesting this variance for placing this building in its current location. <coughs> if we placed it in another location on the property, we would cause to have to drive over the septic tank and the removal of a 200-plus-year-old live oak. We are 50 feet from the ditch as well, in no way interfering with the electrical right-of-way. I mean, I did go out and measure myself from the edge of the road, not the, the, the middle line, but the white line back. She is 70 feet. Um, the front setback only needs to be 50. That's really not what we're here for is the setback. We're here for because um, the code says that you cannot have an accessory building in the front. And this is the building that's there now. The house is um, just sits kind of right here where that truck <coughs> is, is the driveway. That's the pole barn and a building to the side that's all connected. Um, the conditions for granting this variance, um, there are unique physical circumstances or conditions, including irregular, irregularity, narrowness, shallowness, and lot size or shape, exceptional um, topography, or other physical conditions particular <coughs> to this particular, peculiar to this particular piece of property, yes, because of the odd shape. The application of the requirements to this particular property would create an unnecessary hardship. No, it would not. If the variance is granted, represented the minimum variance that will afford relief and will represent the best, the least modification. Yes, the variance, if the variance is gra granted, would not cause substantial detriment <coughs> to the public good or impair the purpose and intent of the division. No, it would not. Um, at the November 21st um, LCPC meeting, the recommendation um, was approval with standard conditions for Ms. Kane's building. Was there any opposition to? Uh, no, sir. No. Okay. Is the petitioner here, Ms. Kane? Mm -hmm. Kane, will you please come to the microphone and state your name? We'd just like to hear from the, we call, you call it the petitioner. <coughs> yes. 
Yeah, you don't have to make a you don't have to make a, a speech for the century, but just tell us who you are. Council members, yeah. Sharon Kane. And and just tell us what your, your desire is here. Okay, so my property is like a triangle, meaning the back of the property is the most narrowest. So behind my house is where the property is narrow. There's an existing building back there, so it doesn't leave me a lot of space to be able to maneuver those boats that you saw that belong to my husband, okay? Um, so he was like, well, we'll take down a live oak, and I'm like, okay, you take down my live oak, you might as well take your boats and go live in them somewhere. <laughs> I bought that property because of that live oak, so that live oak goes nowhere. Um, but my property runs Ms. very Kane, you, you, you all being live streamed, you know that, don't you? That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but my property is very, very wide. So the front of the property is very wide. So the, the least amount of damage I could do to the property with taking down the least amount of trees was where it was placed. Um, my house sits approximately 100 feet back from the roadway. Um, this building is actually 70 feet back from the roadway. Um, it doesn't interfere with any of the right-of-ways. It doesn't impair anybody's vision coming down Fort Morris. It is anchored down the same way you would anchor down a um, mobile home. So, I mean, we went through to make sure that this thing was going to be safe for everybody around us, um, not cause issues, um, not impeding anybody's view, sightline, or anything like that. So I'm asking for the variance so my husband can live another year. <laughs> and no opposition, you said? Jason Lennon's. Right. Whose district is this? Is Mine. This, is it, all right. Chair, I make a motion that we, uh, are you ready for a motion? Yes, sir. Make a motion that we accept the, <clears throat> the approval came from LCPC on this request. Yes, second. Second. Motion to second. We accept this parents' request. Allow Ms. Kane's husband to stay home and not have to live in the boats. <laughs> all in favor. We'll show, appreciate you, gentlemen. All in favor, show of hands, please. All right. Appreciate you, you, Council Members. Thank you. I'll go call, call us tomorrow and I'll get you. I'll okay. take a All right. Perfect. Okay. The next um, rezoning petition is 2023-075. Um, Liberty County. A rezoning petition was submitted by Liberty Creek Storage Partners. Kevin Smith is the owner to rezone 38.65 acres, more or less, from R12 to C3 for an outdoor storage facility with covered and uncovered storage for RVs, boats, etc. Property is located on East Oglethorpe Highway in the unincorporated area of Liberty County. The map and parcel is 100-007. Um, again, the legal ads and the rezoning sign. Um, this is the vicinity map. Um, right down the road is uh, Mr. Borier's Trailer Rama and the Gibson McDonald Furniture Store. The piece of property um, right in the back here is the Flemington Forest, which was um, rezoned for a subdivision back in July of 22. Um, here is the, the zoning map. The property is zoned R12, and you can see there is a lot of commercial zoning around the property along on 84. All of the dark red is commercial. Now we get to the flood map. The property has a floodway. It's in an A and an AE zone. Um, the 
Peacock Canal runs right through the floodway, which is right here with the red stripe running through it. Um, <coughs> this area here is the uplands, which is about 15 acres that is buildable. And again, this is just going to show you the wetlands map. here is the wetlands. Um, this is the narrative from um, Coastal EMC. It's um, the property to be rezoned is located on East Oglethorpe Highway approximately 0.75 miles southeast from Liberty County High School. The, pro the property acreage is 37.84, parcel number is 100-07, and it is currently zoned. Now this on the narrative has A1, AR1, and R8, that is incorrect. There was a problem with the layer, I guess, on the property record card, and I got that corrected through GIS, so the property is R12. Um, the applicant is proposing to rezone the property to C3, zoning for the purpose of developing an outdoor RV park, um, <coughs> excuse me, outdoor RVs, boats, storage yards with uncovered and covered parking on the uplands. The storage yard is to be accessed off of 84. There's no water or sewer services that would be needed. The property does contain wetlands and a portion of it is within the flood zone. And this is the, the layout. I'll go through it as, as best I can here. There will be um, the entrance right here off of 84 because all of this is in the flood, in the flood zone area. There is a security gate right in this area. Um, there are 11 covered spaces and the rest is uncovered. Um, according to the property um, record card, there is about 15 acres that is not in the flood or the flood zone, which is of course where they have the storage yard laid out. Um, and just a little background, this property back in March of 2019 um, got approved by the board for a 24 lot subdivision way back. Like I said, that was in 2019 from the same owner, Mr. Smith. <coughs> fine line between flood zone and wetlands? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. A very fine line? Yes, sir. Like for the, you know, wetlands, you'd have to get you a wetland delineation yeah. study yeah. and um, do, a, do a lot of work to make sure that you can build them. The main thing is the floodway. Yeah. Can't put put anything in can't the floodway. Flood no, sir. So am I confusing floodway and flood zone? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. They're not the same. Um, Chairman Levin, um, Mr. Baysmore, the engineer, is here, and he may could elaborate a little more um, okay. on the floodway. All right. Get to the zoning analysis. Does the property have reasonable economic value as currently zoned? Yes, it does. Um, yes, the property conforms to the <coughs> JLS study. Um, does the property use conform to the Liberty Comp Plan? The Comp Plan designates designates this property as rural mixed use and agricultural agricultural forestry. Um, will there be an adverse effect on the value and usability of nearby properties? No, it would not. Is the proposed use suitable in view of nearby uses? Yes, it would. Um, will the zoning proposal create an undue burden on transportation, including streets, transit, 
schools, utilities, and the provision of public safety? No, it would not. Um, would this allow a short-term gain at the expense of the local long-term goals? No, it would not. Um, this would not encourage a domino effect or encourage <coughs> and there were no unique historical sites which may be adversely impacted. Um, is the parcel in flood hazard zone? Yes, it's in the floodway and in zone A and zone AE. Um, this is not considered spot zoning and there were no unique conditions um, for support of approval or denial. I'll jump, the uh, LCPC recommended approval with standard and special conditions. Um, special condition was a 50-foot preserved buffer allowed for this use and use user only. All other uses and users require 30-foot vegetated buffer and an 8-foot high opaque fence along the property lines abutting <coughs> several parcels, which was parcel 106, 112, and 101068. Can you show me that on the map, so I can go back. What the buffers would be? against the adjacent properties or It's surrounded by all agricultural properties, right? Yes, sir, it is. <clears throat> now. Sorry. I'm sorry. I was. At, I, I thought I'd stop you midstream. Are you, were you done? Yes, sir. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that was just the special condition okay. at the end, but they okay. recommend approval with that special condition. Right. I, I guess that's the question that I have. Uh, why is this right there? Um, well, I, it's because, it, well, the, these properties were just mainly the abutting abutting properties and this is assumed to be a sub subdivision back in here so that's just where they decided that, that the buffer should be and the only other one would be on this side but they didn't include that in I don't know I, don't I know, know. I, I guess that's why I'm asking why yeah I mean you could you could include it in so, so between here and the proposed subdivision Right, that's already, yeah. and that's a buffer there. And then on the back side, correct? Yes, sir. It's just 
this one, I guess. Is, is that because it's on. undeveloped already? Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, hopefully it's going to get developed one day. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'd yeah. rather yes. make sure that if, if it's going to be a buffer, it needs to be a buffer around the, the whole. That's just my take. But. <coughs> but I mean. Is uh, you said someone is here. Yeah, okay, all right. Um, same same question in opposition from adjacent landowners. No, thank you. State your name, please, sir, for the record. We appreciate it. When you begin to speak. Yes, sir. Um, my name is Travis Bazemore with EMC Engineering here uh, on behalf of the applicant. Hope maybe I can uh, answer some of y'all's questions, um, or I'll try at least. And uh, if you have any more, we, we can try to address those. Um, the main reason about the buffer is so that basically the top property line and then the side property line is really the only thing that was abutting the, the development, <coughs> developed part of the property. Um, you have the creek and a bunch of wetlands. So that whole area between the left side and the development is already pretty Lower, much help him out, help him out with the, one of y'all help out with the, yeah, with the. So pretty much you got wetlands. several hundred feet, you know, between right. this property and right here that's already you know, naturally buffered right. and none, none of that would ever be, because right. it's wetlands and, and got floodway. Got it. Um, got some wetlands right here and, um, flood zone and then so this was really the only properties um but i mean we we can show a buffer but you already have you know several and hundred feet of <coughs> natural buffer okay um the question about the floodway so safema has different designations they have floodway and flood zones um usually right close to your main body of water which the creek or the canal right here you have a floodway i think this line right here is at the actual line of the floodway where it stops um, then you have flood zones. Of course, FEMA lets you do certain things um, in each one, but typically we, we stay out of the flood way. Um, but you can do stuff in the flood zones. The only thing that we're really proposing in the flood zone is the, <coughs> road, the access road into the property and a little bit of the pond, um, whatever detention pond or stormwater pond we would need. Because here, here's the other line, if you can see it right here. So there may be just a little bit right here but the majority of this area back here would be out of the flood zone, the actual developed area. So FEMA allows a roadway on the flood Well, flood they zone. allow development. They allow you to do a fill, but you have to uh, mitigate do you and uh, do other stuff so you can cut and balance, you know, okay. balance to cut and fill, and, there, and there's other things, studies and stuff that you can do to get the property removed from the flood zone if you do studies and stuff showing that it's not. Um, there, there's a list of all kind of stuff that you can do to uh, permit it, but it, it definitely has to be permitted through FEMA um, or mitigated. So, all right. now just for my clarity, as you you call it the top of the property there. So, um, following up with Commissioner Frazier's um, question and comment uh, about there not being a buffer. I mean, because we know uh, LCPC heard this, and this is what they uh, presented. Are there uh, And my only concern is for whomever develops that. Well, you made is that hey, is that wetlands too? The, the the property to the top of your. Is zero zero one zero. Ten. 
It looks like team. it's completely in the flood zone. Okay, well, oh well, it'll take care of itself then. All right. <clears throat> natural, natural buffer, as you say. But, but again, we, you know, we can show one on there, you know, but it's, it's already got because we got room, Absolutely. you know. So, you know, if, if we can show it, it's not a problem. Um, or again, you know, we're not against. They're not against not doing against it, but it's really let's, not. Let's show one then. Let's show really one. Really not. Then. I mean, we can show the line on the on the paper. It's, it's there. Yeah. 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 It's I mean, there. it's already like it's way more than fifty foot okay. buffered. So okay, that, that's not a problem. Okay. A God built. It addresses the okay. you know the issues. Uh, add that to um. Yes, please. All right. Now, where am I as far as districts? Oh, 84, right? Right there. Right now, Flemington. And that's... Um, <coughs> who has who has property? Before you get to the... To the bridge. He said, yeah. <coughs> I think that's, I think that's just before you get to the bridge, there's a ramp going in. I think it is. I said, just before you get to the bridge, there's a road going in. I think in. it's uh, Commissioner Jones, I believe. I Commissioner Jones? No. That's Joe, Ed, it's yours. Show a district four. Four? Mm -hmm. All right. Did I miss it? And I think that's the high school right there, right? Yeah. That's a new map. Well, I thought mine went to the railroad track. Both sides? Just before you get the. That's yours. It goes all the way down there. Yeah. But again, I'm only relying on what LCPC put on there, so. Well, it says this is a four here. What district is it? He says it's yours. District four. It's, it's district four. Okay. It's four. All right, Mr. Walden. Yep. Well, I'm, I'm district six. <laughs> <laughs> Let me back up. Let me back up. I'm, I'm sorry. No, it is, it is district six. You're correct. It's district six. It's district six. I'm not. I'm thinking about Maxson. Yeah. The, the only question that I had right there was, um, and Lord, you helped me a little bit. Entrance is going to come in somewhere about the drive that's already next to Mr. Borders. Okay, and then you're showing your hash marks. The water is going to go into the retention pond. Is that correct? I'm looking at it. It looks like you've got the arrows facing the little culvert going into the storm pond. Trying to look. I, I don't know if I understand the question. What? Come right over here and I'll, I'll show you. All right. What I'm talking about. I'm, I'm, uh, it, it looks like there's arrows that's coming east. You see these right here? And then it's going into that, into this retention, the storm pond. See those yes, arrows right there? Yes, sir. That, so that would be the second bridge. I was wondering, of course, if, if it comes out of the retention pond, where, where's the outfall going into the canal? Yeah, so I understand the question now. So, yeah, we, we showed some. So, obviously, it's probably it's falling towards the canal naturally, uh, topographic. So we just showed, you know, catching it with a swale or something, with inlets or something, <coughs> um, and then you would route it to the pond. And then we would, this is, the pipe right here we were showing, you know, go into the canal or out falling into the canal. Um, right here. And your parking lot's going to be what? Uh, gravel or will it be concrete? I think they're proposing gravel or millions or something, you know, something like that. Chair, <clears throat> got a question for me. Mm -hmm. Where's the peacock canal at to that right now? Show it to me. Pretty much right here, right along this property line. 
So, so you'll have to cross the. No, no, sir. There's an entrance right here before. Right there by the peacock now. So there, here's pretty much the culvert where it crosses under 84. There's there's an entrance right here, right next to it. Right now, we would utilize that existing entrance. We might have to improve it some, but it's it's an entrance there now. I I mean, cause I remember years ago it was flooded. Yeah. Flooded. I mean. And that, uh, the the pipe going under the highway is before you get there, so you can drive. But um, and I I have looked at wet and dry, but um, I just wondered, or is the DOT gonna be involved with? Yes, we would have to permit it through, and if the trips, um, we have to provide numbers for trips, and if it if it required um, met their requirements for a turning lane, we, we would definitely have to add um, or improve you know improve the drive um, for whatever they required. So we would have to permit that through GDOT. You, you want to do that by looking at how many spots Trip. you got in there? Yes, sir. They they have different ways, but. But yeah, for something like this, it would be you know number of parking spaces and then trips. I know at one time they had talked about um, putting a, a motorcycle place, a Polaris place was going to locate there. And I don't believe it was big enough for them because uh, they wanted to put a house also along with their thing. But, uh, and, and that was one, even though we're, you know they're trying to get it zone um, this the commercial. Um, it is pretty limited, you know, with the constraints <laughs> on the site. To, to do a, a heavier commercial with a, with a lot more, you know, traffic. This, these actually, you know, pe people park there, but they, you know, it's, they're, it's not as much traffic as you would think because, you know, people park, it's just parked there and they only go and get it when they need it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, they thought it was a good use for this property, something like this, um, for that for that back piece. Well, I mean, as far as the, this ditch, I mean, you have to depend on the DOT to keep that cover out. I mean, it's not ours till it gets across the highway. Right. I just had just those few questions. Okay. I look forward to um, seeing some new growth in there. And I'm sure Flemington does. Yes, sir. Do you entertain a motion, yes, sir? So moved. Second. Second. Uh, all in favor? So, hey, we're done with it. I didn't miss any discussion there. Did, no. I, did I get your vote? Yes. Just as a note, too, that does include that extra buffer, correct? Right. That's an additional right. stipulation. Okay. Right. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Ms. Laurie. One more. Take care of yourself. Got another one. Got one more. Got one more. Got one more. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Um, the <coughs> next oh, one is. Oh, my bad. Oh, oh, it is. Yep, I did miss one. All right. Um, the last one we have is rezoning petition 2023076, Liberty County. A zoning petition was submitted by Kyle Christensen to rezone 18.28. 
18.22 acres from A1 to C3 for an RV park as an amenity for the 17 South Rod and Gun Club. Um, the property is located on North Coastal Highway in the unincorporated area of Liberty County, and it's going to be parcels 235.12 and 235.13. Ads and the rezoning sign. Um, this is the vicinity map. I'm sure you're familiar with it, but it runs um, just down Leroy Cofer North Coastal. This is the existing gun club right here, and it's these two parcels here. And the parcels um, will be combined. We signed off on the plat back in um, September to have both of them combined. Um, there is the Embassy Church does sit on this parcel here. When I get to the zoning map, you can see the, and this is it. There, there are um, several already C3 zonings in, in the area here, and they're real close by. The rest of it's A. Next is the flood map. Um, there's just a tiny portion that is in an A zone. Um, it's, it's not much at all. You can try to just point to it. There's a tiny little sliver that runs down that property line that would be in an A zone, but it wouldn't be part of where the, the park's going to be, or maybe be. Um, this is just the plat, and this is where the, the two parcels will be combined. Actually, we signed off on, off on in September. There is a brick house that's on the property. Doug Wynn used to live in the home, um, and at some point, in the future, they would like to have possibly the manager or the caretaker of the gun club may use the home, so they would have someone on site um, to live on the property. And the narrative from uh, Mr. Christensen, my name is Kyle Christensen, and on behalf of the 17 Rod and Gun Club and my partners, we're requesting a rezoning of the property presented um, before you the 18 acres. The reason for this is to elevate our facility to the next level of convenience and service. The gun club has been part of the community for six years this January. During this time, we've been able to deliver a safe and controlled environment for gun usage and training. We're asking for the rezoning to C3 to allow us to build an RV park. With the addition, um, our full service shooting facility will meet requirements of many national shooting competitions. Uh, as of now, we are limited in this aspect to, um, due to the requirements of the venues to have availabil availability for RV camping facilities. This would allow us to host competitions that would bring 200 plus competitors from all over Georgia and the U.S. to our area. Um, you will see before you a concept plan of what um, we would like to accomplish and build on the property if it's rezoned. And this is the concept plan. There's um, about 22 RV spaces. That's the spaces in the red here. This is a road that would join the existing park, the existing gun club. Um, the spaces would be 10 by 40 is where the um, mobile homes would actually sit. And for the regs, this area here would have to be concrete. And this is just a parking for the vehicle if it was pulling in an RV or if there was for guest parking. Um, there's not, if they, for future right now, the um, coaches and fifth wheels that would go in there would be self-contained, um, but if any kind of sewer system would go in, it would definitely have to be approved from the Liberty County Health Department. <coughs> Excuse me. 
So you were saying that, that the coaches in the third wheels, they won't have anywhere to for water connection or sewer? Um, no. Yeah, well, they would have water. Water and power, yes. Yeah, water and power, I'm sorry. But they would not, there was, there was not a place right now for them to, like, dump. They'd have to go to a dumping station. I mean, where, where's the closest dump? I mean. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been in the RV. That's if it's Lord Finch, we'll, we'll come. Okay. okay. Uh. <clears throat> um, and I'll get to the zoning analysis. Does this um, property have reasonable economic value as currently zoned? Yes. Um, yes, it does meet the JLS study. Um, does the proposed use conform to the Liberty County Comp Plan? Comp Plan designates this property as agricultural to forestry. Um, no, there would not be any adverse effect on the value of usability of nearby properties. Is the proposed use suitable in view of nearby uses? Yes. Will the zoning proposal create an undue burden on transportation, including streets, transit, schools, utilities, or the provision of public safety? It would not. Um, would this allow a short-term gain at the expense of the local long-term goals? No. This would not encourage a domino effect or encourage sprawl, and there was um, no unique historical sites which may be adversely impacted. Um, is the parcel in a flood hazard zone? Yes, a portion of the property is in an A zone. Um, this would not be considered spot zoning. And are there any unique conditions which support approval or denial? Um, the, the LCPC recommended approval with standard and special conditions at their November meeting. The special condition is that the Rezoning of C3 is only allowed for an RV park. All other C3 uses shall um, be prohibited. Okay. It's a petition to hear. Come, sir. Yes. yes. <coughs> Mr. Christensen. Either you can wait for Commissioner Frazier to ask that question again, or you can go right into the answer. Yeah, <laughs> we can explain it. I'll go back to the site. Lord, was there any opposition to request? Okay, thanks. Good evening, Commissioners. My name is Kyle Christensen, and I'm representing myself and my partners. Um, just for to be here to answer any questions you guys have on there, just to, to I guess we can start. <laughs> Please do. Oh, yeah. Uh, sure. Well, I, I guess uh, the first question I do have is about the, uh, so I think you were saying that it will have water? Yes, sir. We'll have water and power. And um, power. And power. But no, we, we aren't looking to be a KOA just to be blunt about it. Well, this is an amenity for the gun club, so we're looking for transients who are going to come in for um, either <coughs> competitions we have or events that we have. They come in. These guys, this is what they do for their weekends. They, they, they like a Thursday to a Sunday, um, and we want to provide that. It opens up some... Uh, pretty large venues throughout the state. Some of the requirements for some of these competitions, especially some of the, the SCTP, which are the kids' competitions, they require the facility to have RV spots, and this is something we're learning as we're going along. Um, we're not looking for long-term residents at all. This is an amenity, because one of the reasons, if um, Ms. Lori showed you the road that leads to the gun club, 
one of the reasons that we've stayed away from having RVs or campers on the site itself is the temptation, in our opinion, is too great. If they're sitting there at nighttime, they're going to want to drive around on their buggies and ATVs, and then they're going to want to shoot at the range at night. We're a daytime facility only. So now that we have the 18 acres next to it, we can control that whole situation is what it is. So it's more of a safety factor for us, and we can. We're, it's gated. Um, the road is that was pre-existing from Mr. Wynn onto Joey's property, so we've just gated the road. And uh, the dump station you asked about the sewer, we do have an area, it's in yellow at the very bottom, where we may add that just for the convenience of these guys to do this on the way out. But your question about the closest, Love's Truck Stop has a dump stations. KOA, yeah, KOA has dump stations. Um, but we are not looking at full-time sewer or anything like that. And working with Jeff and Miss Lori, um, the the I guess the the picture on the side is how each individual spot would look, and that's according to the RV requirements of the state. Correct? Okay. I'll, I'll, oh, go ahead. So. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, so from the state perspective, we do have RV, I guess, for us to be designated for that C3, for that zoning. It has to be, you said that's only designated for for RVs, correct? So under that designation. So just for us, that would, be, that would be the requirement. If we decided, if you guys zoned this to C3, if we decided not to do an RV park, then we would have to come back to you all for approval. Right. Absolutely. So th that's what I'm saying. So C3 is strictly for RVs, correct? No. Or I'm, I'm, I'm missing. But so they're trying to do it strictly for C3 RVs. They've RV. offered that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I, I guess, well, under that, what is the true definition of, of an RV park? I mean, just like, prime example, with a municipality, for you to be classified as a municipality, you have to provide, what, two or three services, correct? So I guess the question I'm asking, for this to be designated as an RV park, what are the designations that, that you have to have? I guess provide, what, power and water? It depends or on the level that you want to. You have some, some RV parks are rustic, they call them, which basically you drive in on a dirt road and you park in between two trees and you have no power, no water, nothing. Um, we are somewhere in the middle. We're not a creek fire. If you guys have ever been to the off, off on 204, the creek fire, and see, and um, it, RV park. And it, I guess that's a question because I, I, I've been to a, a few RV parks. Yeah. And, and what I'm saying is I've never been to an RV park where you couldn't dump. Because what yeah, I'm saying is, like, especially with the time that you're saying, two or three days, mm -hmm. You have three tanks, and I, I know you know oh, that. Oh, yeah. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So what I'm saying is once that tank gets full, they're going to have to drive all the way to Richmond Hill to Yeah, to but they're on, they're, and, we're short-term. We're two to three days during these events is what is who we're catering to. This is We look at this as more of an amenity to the gun club. <clears> and as, I, as, as far as you – With like all the respect, I'm picking up what you put down. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. But also what I'm saying is I think normally in a, in a, if you're in an RV – Two or three days. You want to dump. You're going to have to dump. <laughs> there, there's no yeah. what you want to do. There, in, you in, cannot be in an RV for two or three days 
and have good water, you know, gray yeah. water oh, yeah. and all that. You've got most RVs have an 80-pound or an 80-gallon tank. And you out. Yep. So what I'm trying to say, and you're talking about having an event there where, Mr. Chairman, where you're there from Thursday to Sunday, they're going to dump. Yeah. Now, if, if they're dumping in a, in, a, in a place where it needs to be dumped, it's one thing. Right. But you and I both know. When it's time for them to dump, they're <laughs> definitely dumping. I mean, and if that's if that's something that, that you guys are concerned about, then if we want to make that a stipulation that we have to have a dump station, we're good with that. Okay, I mean yeah. that's fine. I oh mean, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just, that. you know, I'm looking down the road, Mr. Chair. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I've just, I've never been to an RV park. We, where we, do, we, I RVed with my kids during my divorce for a couple of years. Right. And we there was there was a lot of places up in the mountains where you pulled in and there's no power, no water, no yeah. dump, no nothing. That's society. So it's a it's, not it's really, a county thing. Yeah. Kudos to y'all for that. I, 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 yeah. That, that that question wasn't that wasn't raised at the LCPC here. No. Right. So there's no obligations about what no, services have to be provided. The, the material that they provided, it mentions that you can have sewer or you can have a dump station but you don't have to have either now we would like to eventually you know have a dump station and those things and it's uh there's a lot of the blue area that you're seeing is going to have to be the improvement that's going to be paved 22 feet wide all the way around that was one of the conditions that when i met with these guys they said okay if this is going to be an rv park it's got to be an RV park. It can't be like Fort McAllister if you go to Savage Island. Mm -hmm. You know, Savage Island is dirt and trees, and they do have a dump station on the way out. It's a state park. So they go by their own regulations, sort of. But it's uh, that's the area that you would, the outline of the blue is what you would see would be paved there. But the dump station, like I said, if that's, a, if that's something you guys would say, hey, you have to have one, we're, we're good with that. We'll, we'll take you up on that. There you go. <laughs> I appreciate it, Mr. Chair. Yeah. We have, we have it on the plan in the yellow, and that would be on as you pull out, you can swing through, dump, and it'll have a wash. You have a hose you hook up, washes your tank out. Um, there's plenty of land to the left of that um, as far as for drain fields and everything. And, Mr. Ranger, I should have mentioned um, when I was going over the site plan that that was a feature. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just. What district am I in again now? In this, this borderline district four, area. Four. So. I think that's four. 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 Uh, somebody stand in for my uh, commissioner from District Four. I'll do it. Okay. So move. I'll second it. Second for the discussion. We're good with the putting in the dump station. All right. All right. All, right. All in favor, show hands, please. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you for being so agreeable. No. Yes, sir. Thank let's you guys. Let's for your protect this approach. county we love so well environmentally. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Ms. Larry. All right. EMS, Ms. Krista Hensler. 
Chair. And we have to go back to a. We do, Mr. Chair. We just need to come. Right, Chair, so move. Second. Second. All in favor? Back in regular session. Thank you all. Good evening, board. Chairman. For the chairman. Thank you. Um, with me representing, I have Sergeant Entrican and Staff Sergeant Jackson. They are representing Win Army in conjunction with an MOA that we are presenting you this evening. And if I may say, uh, Chairman Privet, they represent more than Win Army. They represent the military. Absolutely. Have to keep us safe. Thank you guys for your service. <laughs> Happy yes. to have you all here with Good. us. Um, a few months ago, a little backstory, Sergeant Entrican came to our service, applied for a part-time position with us. We hired him. Since then, he's been a complete asset to our service. He then came to me and proposed this initiative that they were looking at taking on. And to make a long story short, Fort Stewart Ambulance Section is coming out from under the medic section, and they're going to be falling under the DE. I believe is what they are, right? Department of Army. Department of who? And as a result of that, they are going to now, when Army is going Army. to be now handling their own IFT transfers, their end of facility transfers with other hospitals in the area. To help facilitate that, we are wanting to do a combined conjunction with allowing their medics in Win Army Hospital to come and do what we would call similar to what our students do with the colleges and do ride-alongs with our ambulance service. Um, what we've seen in the past, and correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of our military medics, when they're not over serving overseas in deployments, they're in the hospital setting, so they're not getting that ambulance exposure. So by allowing them to come with us, we would be able to give them that exposure as well as maybe get some more medics coming on part-time with us from the military aspect. So this is just a MOA to allow us to work hand-in-hand -hand with them. Um, Entrican would serve as the liaison between myself and him to schedule current ride-alongs with all their medics to facilitate them through. Um, and it would, ideally, it would work very similar, if not exactly, just like our uh, college agreements that we have with the students. Crystal, just yes, when you say ride along, that's just just ride along, not drive along. No, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying they can't drive. I was just looking at the right. Line no, we, we don't we don't allow students. Anybody who rides along, um, they're there just for the experience and the patient exposure, treatment, <clears throat> and whatnot. They are certified, um, whether it be in national and state. Right. So right. the 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 difference between students and the medics from the military, they are already certified. certified. They have training, they have experience where the students, they may be obtaining that in the schooling that they're that they're currently in. So these men and women, they would already be certified. They would be helping with patient care, learning the ambulance, things like that, so that they can take that and establish their own service for their transports and give them that experience for when they're not overseas in deployment. In conjunction with working, still currently working in the hospital setting. And it's a great possibility when they get out, they might stay with us. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the only downfall when we do get good employees coming from the military is that they end up being very, very good and they're only here for a short time. Right, okay. And we have to give them a, a, a very good blessing to their next duty station. Okay. For that short time, you used them. Oh, we do, we do, and they're they're good workers. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So, you are any other questions from Crystal? 
Well, I, I have one. Now, this is um, this is a memo of of, of agreement. Um, it, I mean, is it for for anybody that's that's in the military, anybody that works at the hospital, just just for y'all? Um, so we have around twelve medics that work in the emergency department of the uh, ER in Fort Stewart, and all of them are either nationally registered EMTs or nationally registered paramedics. All those that will be riding along with uh, Liberty County will also get their state license. So there's around 12 of us that will try to participate in that. I mean, is this through the Pentagon or just something that y'all that y'all doing? I mean, this, you know, I, I can remember a long time ago, and I'm going to uh, let everybody know how old I am when I tell yeah, this story. Yeah, he's up there. Um, yeah, I'm up there. Um, but, but I remember when I was a little boy, um, the Hinesville police on weekends, just on weekends, <laughs> they, they, they rode around. They were always accompanied by a military, military policeman. Police you, you may not remember that. Because yeah. um, yeah, you, you live down in Walthyville. But, yeah. but, um, yeah. but, but in, in, in Hinesville, on weekends from Friday, especially Friday and Saturday night, there was always an MP that accompanied the Hinesville police. You, you know, I guess in case of... A guy in the army got into something. You know, there, there was an MP there for him. Now, I would like to think that that was not just something that the, you know, a company did. That that was some kind of agreement that the federal government had with the local government. And and, I, and that's kind of what I'm saying here. Is this federal government, or that's just something that um, that's happening that went on the hospital and not in, in anywhere else. Okay. Gives us that chance to be a little bit more innovative. Um, again, we do have these agreements with colleges, but when he came to me with the idea, it was fresh, it was new, and I really wasn't sure which direction we were going to take with it, if it could even be done. But after we talked, it made a lot of sense. We are here. These are the community that we serve, and many of the community that we serve, we do transport to an army um, and transfer that care to them. One thing, as the EMS director, that I can appreciate is that it will, in hopes, build our relationship even better with Win Army, because the problem that we have is that if you don't have constant communication on a very regular basis, you lose that because people change. People will get moved here and moved there, and it's never the same person, so you're always trying to track down that person who to contact. Well, now we're going to be in constant communication so that even when these guys leave, we'll have that smooth transition passed down on who's coming in. So I, I would hope it makes sense that I think that relationship with Wood Army would be much easier to maintain. You, you remind me, too, as you're speaking, as I hear Commissioner Gibbert talk in a recent trip to D.C., these are the kind of things that they look for, uh, senators look for. How is the uh, military and civilian community working together? They look for these kind of things. So now I've got something else to add to our list of, of how we work together. So it, it becomes a positive for you. The community as far as show uh, how you work with the, um, the, the military to include um, them having the opportunity to, to work part-time uh, with the county. Right. And, and again, so when they're doing their conducting the ride-alongs, it is not costing the county any any money from them unless they decide they'd like to pursue a part-time career with us, then absolutely we would consider that. And it gives us already a hands-on experience. We kind of already know how this person performs in the field already at no cost to the to the county. Kind of follow up on Commissioner Gill, who has the sign off on, on, on your, your end, guys? Who signs off? 
Colonel Seary, the hospital commander. Hospital commander. Well, that was my next question. I, I mean, I'm looking at y'all got three stripes there, but I know there's a there's a pecking order in the military, you know, so the, the colonel is aware of this. He, he knows what you're doing when you're not out there with him. Okay. They, oh, they, okay. Well, they'd be in big trouble if they were. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they, didn't, they didn't know we were in. Yeah, okay. they'd be in big trouble. <laughs> okay. yeah. No, I, I just know that um, the city of Hinesville has a, um, an agreement to cut grass on they Fort do. Stewart. Mm -hmm. But they got that from Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. The Pentagon, that's the federal. And I, I, I was just wondering about that. Thank you. Who knows what this may turn into, though? Might be. It works out well. Yeah. One, one question. Yeah. Um, so there's just two of y'all at WIMS? Or you don't got? He's 12, he said. I'm in charge of the emergency, the emergency department uh, at WIMS. Um, I have 12 soldiers underneath me. And out of us and those other 10 soldiers, we'd be trying to participate in this uh, right along program. How many employees? Yeah. <coughs> Um, about 30 full-time, 30 part-time. They would serve as a third, as a third person on, on the unit. Mm -hmm. That way our, our patient care is completely covered 100% and they're just there to oversight and get involved if need be. Yeah, you ready for a motion? Look forward to the success of the program. Yeah. Yeah, you ready for a motion? Ready for a motion. Let me see if I can say it right, y'all correct. <laughs> I'm looking at it, uh, this memorandum of uh, agreement with Liberty County Board of Commissioners slash EMS with Win Army Hospital that we approve it. Emergency Department. Emergency Department, okay. Is that a second of the motion? Second. Second, we approve the MOA as explained. Um, all in favor, show of hands, please. All right. All right. One, one other question. Is, is this just for active duty military, or would it be for civilians that work out there as well? Our active duty services. Are okay. Thank you. When will you all uh, have, have uh, the colonel already signed off on, on y'all's in, or you got to go? Okay. All right. All right. All right. Thank you for your service. Thank you, sir. Thank you for being here. Thank you. <clears throat> And secondly, I have a, is, is just an update on the Savannah Tech MOA that we currently already have. It does expire at the end of December, so we're just bringing it forward again just to hopefully have the blessing to reapprove that to keep on continuing with that agreement. Until 2025, December 31st, I read it. Mr. Chair. You intend a motion? So move, Mr. Chair. Second. Second. Motion. Second. We approve the MOA with... Savannah Tech and Live County Board of Commissioners slash EMS. <laughs> <laughs> Any further discussion? All in favor, show of hands, please. All right. 
Chris Crystal, you two for two. All right. Well, thank you very much. Ah, Appreciate it as always. Thank you, Crystal. Uh oh. Things are going to get. Oh, well. <laughs> Board appointments. And listen, now they're one man down tonight now, so. Hopefully they can work it out. <laughs> I'm going to give them a little break. Board appointments. <laughs> Put your chair. I'm trying to get some. Nice. Grace and mercy for y'all over here. But hey, the good news, Mr. Chairman, it's almost January, so. <laughs> no, we're coming back. Yeah, um, in 2025. Mr. Chair, we received. What you got? Oh, nothing. Uh, we received no information on the Board of Public Health application. Um, we got two that resigned. So that's it. So I guess I saw a name. Yeah, I'm looking at a couple of the names. Spelts, Anna Spelts, S P L T S. Um. Let us come back on the middle of the month. In the email, I saw okay. okay, we can bring that. Yeah. Let us come back on the middle of the month of all our appointments. Dr. Marie, I saw that except name come for, across. Except for one. Email. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> all right, so you want to do the cata? Yeah, go ahead. Um, uh, Mr. Chair, we have an applicant uh, to replace the, um, Mr. Smith, who his term is expiring on 12-31-23, who served on this board for many years. So first of all, I wanted to say thank you for all your service, <coughs> Mr. Smith, to this board. And we have a nomination for Mr. Joe Ford for his replacement. I'll I'll make that motion. A second. Second. Mr. Second, we have Mr. Joe Ford to replace Mr. Brian Smith uh, on the category. Mr. Brown, is it still our um, um, protocol to send a letter of thanks for their service to these? It is. Okay. Yes, All right, sir. Uh, any further discussion? All in favor, show of hands. Right. Mr. Joe Ford is appointed. I think we all know that young man. He'll do a good job for us. And you'll bring back that board of health at the mid month meeting? Facility use agreement, Midway Pool. Yes, sir. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is a consideration of a renewal for that facility use agreement for the East End Swimming Pool with um, the uh, with consulting out of Savannah. Uh, they've done that successfully, as you know. I think Rob, Mr. Jones, is connected with that. It's come and give you an update for several years and, and be glad to ask him to do that again if you so desire. Uh, it stays the same. It's basically $300 a month and then they reimburse uh, expenses related to chemical use and uh, personnel use to that facility. Um, I know there was some repair work pending on that facility. Was that repair there work? Was, it was, was and that, that wasn't really related to them. They also, right. they've also I didn't just, mean to indicate that, I just knew. Yes, sir, they've also just replaced the heater unit. You know, their responsibility was that heater unit they put in <laughs> at no cost to the county, and they had to upgrade and replace that. So. Uh, but that is totally their expense. Okay. All right. Chair Taylor, motion. So move. Second. 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 We renew the agreement with. Uh, what's the name of that company, sir? It's actually Wit Consulting. Wit Consulting. It's who the, the yes, right. right. contracts with. All in favor, show of hands, please. All right. <coughs> approval for them and for the county. Thank you, sir. Alcoholic beverage license distance requirements. This is something, Mr. Chairman, that I think briefly discussed with you last time. Um, there is a desire from a property owner who's been approached 
about a large convenience center, convenience center, I'm sorry, uh, convenience store to be located there with uh, multiple fueling stations. Uh, in that location, it is, it falls within the distance requirements so they would not be able to sell alcohol at that location. What, it, what, what they would desire would be an alcohol application for off-premise consumption only. So uh, what's really, I say before the board tonight, but for your consideration, actually I took the first sheet shows what our current Liberty County ordinance is. And as you can see, what, if the desire of the board to move forward with trying to amend your ordinance, you would amend it countywide. <clears throat> Excuse me, you'd basically take away the 600 foot requirement from any uh, church. One or two companies are contractors because we got too many projects going on in Liberty County and we got more people that's going to school, yep. training, they're coming out, they want to get the experience. I know it's, you know, so and on all these that's projects, what I'm looking at. Yes, sir, in all these projects, we do build in the uh, minority enterprise piece of that too to help that out some. And I know that, that, that that's, that's worked well for us. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of times, Commissioner Stevens, it's going to depend on contractors that are able to get the bonding to do the project. If they've got too many projects loaded up at a time of year, they, they won't bid the project because they can't, they ain't got the bonding capacity. What does it take to, <clears throat> what's the, the limitation? Let's say if we run across somebody who can build the uh, pavilion at Miller Park, that person, had, that group has to be bonded, or it has to be? They, 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 well, and we say bonded, they, the bond can be in several forms, but they're gonna have to put up a cash value, both on a uh, performance bond and a bid bond under Georgia law on that because it's a public work project. That's, that's the issue with, okay. that's, that's the issue with finding uh, a lot of additional participation from minority standpoint. It's, it's about the money and, and the lack of being able to, to uh, ensure those particular bonds. So that's what we need to work on. Then also uh, we need to check out in uh, the legislation year that's upcoming because they're starting to look at uh, the participation guidelines from uh, what was it, 100,000? I know you probably heard mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. they're, they're talking about bumping it up. So uh, basically, up to like two, 250,000, if, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. So we, we need to make sure that we keep our eye on that because, uh, yeah, something's brewing. Just let, let you all know. Yeah, so anything, <clears throat> excuse me, anything that's $100,000 has to be advertised on the Georgia Procurement Directory, which puts it out statewide, and say statewide, but other companies outside the state also are registered on that registry, so they'll pick it up also uh, for different aspects, and so that's, the, you know, they're talking about- Bumping it up to 250,000, right. so- That's gonna any, make it worse. Anything, well, actually anything under 250,000, it'd just be like someone bidding for a, a $50,000 project, uh, where it won't have to go through the same stipulations but we, we, we see how that goes. Again, it still goes back to uh, the opportunities for, for smaller businesses, especially minority businesses, and the, the opportunities or the lack of that they have with the bonding. That's where it's, it's, it's the money. You know, it's, it's not the performance standpoint. They just don't have the money to I help push to get the bond, and there's a, just in case anything do go wrong. Yeah, and, there, and there's and, you're right, and there's what we're hearing a lot. You hear this too from minority um, enterprise folks is they're not large. I mean, they're not large companies, 
some of them. Some of them are. In fact, we had we, we picked up a new one on our gym project. Did a very right. good job. Um, they've bid back on another project. Actually, I think they work on the road department too, but they did a great job. But most of them are not. And most of them uh, don't have but two or three employees, and they're stretched out. Right. I mean, they, they get all the work, and they say, listen, we got plenty to do. Man. Yeah. I got work I can do for the next six months, a year. I, I don't need to get into those requirements. I don't have the overhead and whatever to, to be able to manage and do those. So there's, there's a lot to work on. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, and then y'all were up to speed on the water extension stuff. I did want to make a note that the Claudia Lane, I think Trent mentioned us on his report, but those bids will be open January 4th for that project, which is good. And then we've got some, these are just the active projects. We've got some that are also on the Splash 7 drawing board, which we don't have any activity on yet, but we're certainly not forgetting we're working on those. Ready? Commission no. planning dates. Yes, sir. Last year, I look back last year, uh, we, what we want to make sure of in, in meeting with the staff last week is that we get our capital improvement project budgets in place to bring to y'all so y'all get a look at the CIP before you have your planning session. Uh, in saying that, those CIPs are due back in here at the end of February or will be wrapped up by then. And last year, you did it in March. So that's what I'm looking at. I've got before me is a March calendar to when y'all might want to try to, to do that. Um, one thing I did not do, and I don't think I even have it, is Commissioner Jones' schedule that far ahead. So maybe if you can be looking at yours in March, we'll come back on mid-month. Let me see if he gets a look ahead. He can kind of try to plan out as much as possible as he can with his shift work um, to see when he might be available. At March, okay. All right, we'll do that. The other, uh, just other couple of quick things. The Employee Service Award Banquet is this Friday. As you know, December 8th starts at 12 o'clock. So uh, I think that Miss Maria has put a copy of the program she, out there in front did. of it. You don't mind? And then also there is uh, the graduation of the recruit class four for firemen on this Thursday, actually, December 7th at 6.30 at the Performing Arts Center. If you get a chance, it's a great ceremony for those men and women. All right. All right. Yes, sir. Questions? That's all I've got. Right. Anything else to get in order, Commissioners? Yeah. All right. Chair, take a motion to adjourn. So moved. So moved. Second. All in favor.